Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the Adventure Jogger podcast brought to you by Sean Chastain, Carol Plummer, Just Aploader, Nicole Pence, Candy Bates, all of our Patreon supporters, and of course you, yes you the listener. The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Stephanie Page, how are you? I am great. How are you? I'm doing good. I, people don't good. know this good. because, you know, they're just listening to it and they think that, you know, everything w- was fine and, and copacetic getting you on. For whatever reason, life has been trying to keep us uh, apart for over a month. <laughs> it really has. <laughs> We've had to reschedule this thing like five or six times because, you know, you've had some things come up. You're busy and you got, you know, things to do and, and kids and baseball tournaments and all that stuff. And I've had some some last minute adjustments to make. And then as of this morning when we were recording this, I did not have Internet. We were, at, we were Our house was out of Internet for three days. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to reschedule with Stephanie again. She's going to think I'm making up all these excuses to not have her on. And then I've, I've got an email or a text from my son at about one o'clock this afternoon. Internet's back. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I did not have to reschedule again. So Stephanie's like, damn it, I hate this guy. (laughs) No, I felt the same way too. I'm like, man, he's going to think that these are made up tournaments. Like, you know. No, life gets in the way. Life gets in the way. And and you're you're super busy because not only are you, you're an ultra runner, you're a race director, but you are a a busy mom and especially baseball. Baseball tournaments in the summer occupy mm-hmm. a lot of your time yes so much so much time <laughs> like i don't I mean he has a three-hour practice tonight three hours he's in seventh grade <laughs> wow so do yeah. you do you work running into long baseball practices um i try to when i can yeah it's been like stupid hot so yeah same it's here kind of you know i've li- i live about 10 minutes from the field so i can drop him off come home do my thing and then go pick him up so that does help quite a bit sometimes you got to work it in i remember times when yeah. i needed to get mileage in and you have to take my that's my son to karate and so for the hour that he was in karate i was running laps mm-hmm. around the little back alley which was right by the garbage uh the the local garbage dump and so it was yeah. just it was the smelliest run of my life <laughs> I always like, oh, here it comes. But it's, yeah. it, it toughens right. you up when you got to run you by garbage. You know? <laughs> like, you're like, yeah. I just got to get these miles in. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that we're able to finally make this work. Hopefully we're right. not interrupted by internet outages or or a baseball or a sudden pop-up baseball tournament. At- right, who knows? <laughs> but I wanted to talk. You've done a lot of things, Stephanie. You're an ultra runner. You're a race director. Um, you had a fun summer pacing at, at Western States, which is an experience. And so few of us will ever get into Western States. For those of, of you that do, bring some friends. Like Even if you're one of those anti-pacer people, like, I don't have pacers. Bring your buddies along because that just the experience is, is so wonderful. And the atmosphere is so wonderful. It's like, get, get as many people as you possibly can to, to yeah. go with you. And you've got to experience that the summer a bit didn't you yes yes we did so we flew out probably I, well it was wednesday before we flew out um so we her and i got to kind of experience all the energy and all of that and then she had some people come out that weren't really even runners i guess just friends mm-hmm. um so they they met us there and then one of the guys he 
is not a runner, but his wife is really good friends with her. Yeah. Um, so he crewed. Yeah. And it was like a whole experience, like listening to him in the car. He's like, I thought we were just going to sit here and watch her <laughs> run in circles and get what we needed. I didn't know we were going to be driving <laughs> like literally through the mountains two hours away with no cell service. <laughs> He's like, this is crazy. Do you think it was, was on so a track or something? Do you think it's like, this is I on a high school track where he's going to sit in the bleachers for, for 20 hours and pass her a, pass her a Gatorade every now and I then? Think that's, I think that's what he thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. It is such a weird experience. The first time you do it, when you go out there, and and you you try to figure like figure mm-hmm. out a crewing plan right, and I've always been lucky yeah. enough that if I've had people kind of give me the inside scoop and let right. you know kind of how to break it down. And most races, you know, your race, for example, the the, the Shawnee Hills uh, one hundred, and you've got other races in there, but the the Shawnee Hills one hundred, you got a hundred k and a fifty. The Shawnee Hills races, mm-hmm. we're called the Shawnee Hills races. It's yeah. very easy to crew because yeah. it's a thirty three and change mile loop. And you've got aid stations that you can, I mean, I've passed out at one of your aid stations. They're very nice. They're very, they're very, they're very luxurious. Um, um, They're very easy to get to. One person in his wife's minivan can drag his stinky friends around and hit multiple aid stations and have plenty of time. There's no, there's no threat of missing out on anything. Western States you're like, yeah. okay, so the first aid station you see is at mile something, right? Surely it'll take 30 minutes to get there. Wrong, two and a half hours. Absolutely. Yep. Then you get there and then there's parking. So then you're waiting in a line to park and then you have to walk like half a mile. I mean, it was like a four hour ordeal. It was crazy. And you almost have to, you know, we, when, when I did the two times that I've done it and crewed and paced, um, so maybe someday I'll be able to run it myself, but we always had to split the crews up into two. And then yeah. we, we at Forest Hill, we would always combine and then finish the rest of the race together. But because you have to have people that can hit all these different stops. And yeah. God, that poor guy, that poor guy that got promised a trip to California. <laughs> and here he is driving right. on these zigzag <laughs> mountain roads. Right. I remember right. <laughs> I wasn't sure I was going to get my security deposit back on the rental because I hit I hit a branch yeah. hard because uh-huh. those roads are so narrow. Right. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I I hit that branch so hard. Oh yeah. I looked out and I go, "Oh, I don't know if that's going to buff out." And so I ended up taking a sock and some toothpaste and I was oh able to gosh. buff the scratch out of the rental and I got my security <laughs> deposit back. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and we left our hotel and they weren't staying anywhere that night. Yeah. So we had to have all of the luggage in the car. So it was Two people in the front, two in the back, yeah. and all of this luggage around us. Like, I have a picture. We are surrounded by, like, <laughs> just stuff. Like, it was not a comfortable ride either. <laughs> and, and as you're going down these windy roads, you just, yes. the luggage is just shoveling in the back. It, <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. <laughs> that, oh. that friend is, part, is at some point is thinking, I don't know if I'm really that good of a friend. Why would you drag me on this horrible vacation? This, this is the worst vacation you could yes. you could ever plan. <laughs> of course, you're loving it because you understand the atmosphere sure. oh, yeah. and you understand yeah. the uh, you know the joy and and, and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, to a non-runner, yeah. yeah, that had to have been like, what in the hell <laughs> is this? <laughs> Absolutely. A hundred percent. And they stayed that whole next week for vacation, like in mm-hmm. Tahoe. Yeah. He's like, I am not doing a single thing for you. Like this whole next week. <laughs> like, I'm done serving you. <laughs> That's so cool. And it's such an experience. Yeah. Had you been there before? Or was this your first time there? Oh, that was my first time. First time. So we had been to Leadville together, which yeah. was kind of our first experience, like, you know, big, race with lots of energy yeah Um, but that was first time first time out there i never seem to get into any big lotteries but my friend does and so i'm always Mm -hmm. i'm always the tag along with these (laughs) so i've 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 crewed leadville and paced leadville and i've done western Mm -hmm. states twice um those are two really fantastic experiences completely different but so fantastic the the energy at leadville is so good it's so yeah it is such a it's it's different than Western states. Like Western states has this atmosphere of yeah. It's like it's the, you're at the Super Bowl, right? 
and everybody mm-hmm. kind of feels like you're at the Super Bowl and the hype is big and the aid stations are fantastic and people are yelling and screaming and Jamil Corey's running down the street 900 times with a camera <laughs> pointed at your yeah. face, right? And it's it's huge. It's, it's, it's a spectacle. And not that Leadville's not a spectacle, but Leadville to me felt like, it was almost like the city of Leadville was welcoming all these people to their community and giving you a chance to experience the magic of that community and the magic right. of those mountains. And like like the mayor of the town has run the 50 miler. It's like the whole city, right. their yeah. thing is is, yeah. is Leadville. And it's, it's lower key in a way, but not a bad way. Mm-hmm. It's lower key in the fact that the spectacle, there's some spectacle there, but it's more of a, it feels more like a family reunion. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I almost liked Leadville more. I almost enjoyed it more in a, in a way. I mean, they were both incredible, amazing experiences, but I almost enjoyed that. Just the energy, like you were talking, it was, it was different. <laughs> I mean, some people were running their first hundred mile, mm-hmm. you know, just, just that kind of atmosphere. It was incredible isn't it funny we have to go like i don't know if i can say this out loud i know i know (laughs) like you're gonna before this episode is released you're gonna text me and go like can you edit that part out (laughs) (laughs) no that is it is is so much fun and, and so cool to to experience it from this aspect of you're not getting your butt kicked right like you're not getting destroyed by the mountains you're able to help someone get through being destroyed by the mountains and so you get to experience it a little bit different and i'll tell you what was the coolest thing ever was when you you finally you know get your runner back to queen may and they're going inbound right you got 13 miles until they're done you get to to go back to town and on race night every business downtown is still open so there's coffee shops and there's restaurants and there's just there's this atmosphere even though it's like two or three in the morning right you, you can go yeah. get a coffee and just kind of hang out. It was really, I, I'm kind of with you. I, if I had to pick, I don't know. The atmosphere is really. I know. I know. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely get it. It is so much, yeah. so much fun. Um, you being a race director, you've been a race director for, I want to say your race has been, what, has it been five or six years? No, this Hills? is my second year with it. Oh, okay, because it was so started by someone else, yes. and then and then yes. you. This is your so second is, year. Yeah. Okay, because I yeah. ran it originally when the first year of it, I yes. did. I yes. did, and still hold the course record for the nighttime fun run, <laughs> which has yes. only been one year. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> it counts. <laughs> I, it still counts. The fact that yeah. only three people did it. I was one of them, and I set the course record means that it's, it stands uh, to this yeah. day, if you ever bring that back. Um, but it's right. a race, funny enough, because it's about two hours from my house. It's a race that I've been to a couple of times, uh, running the, the nighttime fun run, and then crewing and pacing as well. Stephanie, I've told this story yeah. on the podcast before. I don't know if you were aware of this or not, if you heard while you were RDing. Um, a friend of mine, what happened was... Oh, yes. I know the story. Okay. So... <laughs> good one. Our runner, we were... we were Because the, the race starts on a Friday, and so we had to work, and so we were coming in late, because you can't really jump in, and he's like, I don't need you till about 40 miles anyway. <laughs> so we came in after work, drove up there, and then we went to check in, and we're looking for our runner. Like, hey, where's where, where's where's Matt? And and um, oh, he he dropped. We're like, oh, well, that sucks. He must have been having a bad day. And so we were like, we got nothing else to do. You know, we told our wives we're we're out of town, so we're having some fun. So we drove into Vaina, and we got a suitcase full of Pabst Blue Ribbon, like the biggest. <laughs> pack that they had like like the 24 pack or something and so yeah. we bring that back to camp Andesank, which is a catholic church camp by yeah. the way <laughs> this is the this is where kids go to camp and we're just like we're gonna have fun we're gonna sit here at the finish line and we're gonna cheer people on and this is gonna be awesome we're just gonna sit here all night and just cheer people on yep so we start cracking cracking beers and we, we attract a crowd and now there's a lot of people, a lot of loud people drinking. <laughs> My buddy drinks 13 
Pabst Blue Ribbons. And all of a sudden we find out, oh, your buddy didn't drop. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) And he needs you. And so my friend drank 13 beers and paced 15 miles. (laughs) I could not even imagine. (laughs) (laughs) No way. We've swore up and down. There would be no way he made it. We're like, he's going to get dropped. We're going to have to wait around an aid station for him to walk and stumble in. Mm-hmm. Sure as rain, though. Our runner comes in, and who's right behind him? Smelling like a brewery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> I, I certainly hope that's not the craziest thing that has happened to you in your race directing career. No. I, it, I mean, it's up there. <laughs> it's up there. <laughs> I mean, if I drank 13 PBRs, I would be passed out on the ground. So props to him. I was drinking Gatorade. Like, so I'm like, I got to get electrolytes yeah, in me. Right. This, 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 this <laughs> is going to get real. Myself. This is going to get real, real soon. I didn't yes. go. I didn't go 13, but I had more than I usually have. And I remember when I took over pacing and we, we got to, there's a wonderful aid station that usually the folks that put on the Ozark Trail 100 will run. Um, Stuart and um, oh, oh, it's going to drive me crazy. Um, they are so awesome. And that is a criminally underrated race. The Ozark 100 should be sold out every single year. And the fact that it's not is a crime. It is a point to point, beautifully supported, beautiful course, climbing, technical terrain, beautiful weather. Like, it just does not make a lick of sense to me why that thing does not sell out the second it opens. But they do an aid station at your race, which I think is fantastic. And I remember pulling in, and one of the people go, you look worse than your runner. I'm like, well, yeah, because I've been drinking all night. Right, right. <laughs> I thought he was gone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got some bad information. Um, <laughs> but, but what made you, like, two years of race directing, what made you want to get into race directing? I didn't really want to, (laughs) if I'm being honest. It's a great, like, so this race is pretty much in my backyard. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first time I ran it, I fell in love. Like, I didn't know that was out there. Like, just the rock formations and everything. And I was like, I cannot believe this is here. Like, this is crazy. This isn't, you know, 45 minutes from my house. Right. So I ran it the next year and I had heard kind of through the grapevine that the race director wanted to, um, she's from St. Louis area, so it was far away for her. So she wanted to kind of hand it over to somebody else. Um, So two more years went by and she was still trying to hand it over. And I'm like, my gosh, I don't want somebody, you know, not local to come in. I want somebody, I want it to be in the hands of somebody local to take care of our local trails and community and all the things. So I reached out to her and I was basically like, hey, you know, I hear you're wanting to hand over the race. I would be interested in it if nobody else has, you know, stepped up to do it. Yeah. She's like, well, actually, I have somebody else who's wanting to do it. Um, We're just kind of waiting on the logistics part to come through. But if something falls through, I'll let you know. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Good. You know, great. Yeah. (laughs) Woo, basically. And then... So I had talked myself out of it in that time frame. I'm like, I didn't really want to do that anyways. I wouldn't be good at it. You know, I'm glad somebody's taking it over. It'll continue. And about two weeks later, she emails me and she's like, hey, that fell through. You know, they have other races and they were switching some dates and it didn't work for them. Are you still interested? I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Um, and I was still kind of hesitant. Hey, buddy. We went back and forth a little bit, and um, at that time, my mom was really sick. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I really don't think that I can do this and help take care of her and everything at home. You know, I just, I don't think I can do it. And she was like, what if we found you like a a co-race director, somebody Mm -hmm. to help you? And I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. And then at this time, a lot of things kind of just fell into place. And one of my really good friends, she her and her husband were getting a divorce at the time she does a race also so she was needing somebody to help her with her race and i was like you know what this could maybe work out so i asked her and without a doubt she's like yes like i will help you i will be your assistant race director like we can do this and i offered to help her with her race so now she's my assistant race director and i'm hers for her race that she does in august so 
it all kind of like just fell fell into place. Um, it was something I never thought that I could do. Mm. Like I'm a super, I'm a behind the scenes person. Like I don't want to be in front of people talking to people like this is painful for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the first person to say that to me. <laughs> it's just, I'm like, I'm you've read my time. iTunes reviews, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that bad, but it, that's just not the type of person I am. Mm. So, I mean, I was, I was really hesitant, but I took it over last year, like knowing I'm an ultra runner, you know, I've, I've did these races before, you know, it's fine. And I learned a lot, (laughs) a lot, a lot, um, a lot of lessons, a lot of good things. And if you would have asked me race day last year, you know, are you going to do it next year? I would have said, absolutely not like a hundred percent. No. And then the week after the race, when things had calmed down, I'm already planning for this year. So it was it was intense my first year but i learned and i'm excited for this year so it's just kind of stepping out of my comfort zone i surely hope it wasn't the fact that a bunch of guys got knocked down drunk in a church camp (laughs) and then ran that was like a breaking point for you like i'm done it's a church camp for crying out loud no (laughs) no it was it was just stressful, you know. I mean, it's a super hot race, so making sure all the aid stations have everything they need consistently throughout the day, and they're not easy to get to. So, you know, delivering ice and water and all of the things to all of these aid stations was, oh my goodness. Well, and that's the thing, too, and, and, and people don't know where the Shawnee Hills trail races are. It's in a beautiful park. Um, the, the, the main base camp, the start finish lines at Camp Andesak, it's um, it's it near Vienna, Illinois, which is where Tunnel Hill is. So how crazy is it that right. that little town in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. Illinois, with a gas station and a Casey's General Store yes. is home <laughs> to two incredible 100-mile races? Have you ever thought, because that you're right, that is a hot race because it's in August. Mm-hmm. Um, have you thought right. about perhaps moving it to a less hot time or is that kind of the beauty of the race is it's beautiful and it's hot as balls right right i've thought about it but but there's so many other races now it's Mm -hmm. it's hard like i don't want to step on anybody's toes i've had people ask me you know all the time why don't you move it you know it's an awesome race but it's just so hot like well i mean it's gonna be hard either way right like you know you might as well just I tell people it's going to suck. You might as well just pick your suck. Like, you know, it's either going to be super muddy and ridiculous because of the rain or super cold or super hot. Like it's not ever going to be ideal. So I don't know. I've thought about it, but probably not. The conditions are perfect out there in summer. Really? I mean, it is, it is hot, but as far as trail conditions go, it's horses utilize the trails a lot too. So if you go, you know, during the rainy season, it is just super muddy and you can't even hardly run. Right. So that's a factor you have to think about, too, out there. And it's just, I mean, the terrain. You talked about it. Yeah. I was shocked. I really, I, mm-hmm. I when I when I ran the, the nighttime fundraise, course record holder, mention that one more time. Um, <laughs> I, I needed something long because I was, I was, I had a hundred coming up and I wanted to get a nice long run in before that. And just the timing worked out perfectly. And I'm like, Oh, I have no idea what to expect. Right. I thought like it would be, you know, it's Illinois, it's boring, it's flat, but you know, it's, it supports the supported long run. It'll be great. Um, And I was shocked at the terrain, the, the rock Mm -hmm. formations, the, the amount of climbing. I was like, what the heck is going on here? It is, it is so strange that this, terrain exists in the middle of illinois i was like this is okay i was not expecting this at all Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it really is it's amazing there's only about three thousand feet of gain throughout the one loop so for 30 miles i mean it's not a ton of actual climbing but it feels like it is because the terrain there's not very many miles that you can put together out there that are just smooth flowy trails right um there's a lot of roots and rocks rocks and Mm -hmm. yes yes yep um, what was the biggest thing that surprised you going from runner to race director in year one? I think the amount of questions people had, like, I mean, I, that week up to race day, I was bombarded by questions and I mean, I get it. I was one of those people too, but it's just like, Oh my goodness. Like, I mean, probably 50% of the, the runners emailed me a question. 
And I mean, that's fine. I'm happy to answer them. I, I get it. But my gosh, it's just crazy. You know, the stuff that I'm trying to pack up U-Hauls and, and tables and coolers and all the stuff and answering emails at the same time. It, it really surprised me. I just kind of thought I was one of those people who needed extra answers. So. No, it's funny because I've, <laughs> every race director I talk to, nearly all of them say they were shocked by the amount of questions that they would get in emails leading up to the race. I mean, Craig Thornley, had Craig Thornley on, the Western States race director, he gets that all the time. And I mean, I was shocked to hear that people ask the race director of Western States uh, right. if he can make a special exception for them. Like, who has the the, the guts to say to Craig Thornley in an email, hey, I know you've got a qualifying standard and I know you've got a lottery. I understand that, but I'm special and you need to consider right. letting me in bypassing <laughs> that lottery, thinking that he's going to say yes. And I'm right. sure, you know, for you and other race directors that I've talked to, it's what's the cut of the T-shirt? This And there's all these very specific questions. And I remember this was... This was years ago. I want to say five or six years ago. A race director of a race out east took a lot of heat because he announced that he was charging $1 for every question. He only answer your question if you paid a dollar. And I remember as just a runner, right? And I was doing another podcast at the yeah. time. And, you know, we didn't go too deep with, you know, race directors. So I was, you know, we're busy doing other things. But, um, I remember thinking at that time, like, that's horrible. I was like, I, how dare you? How dare you charge a dollar? Ask a question. It's your job as a race director. But after talking to race directors for years, I go, I completely understand where that guy's coming from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. I would never do that, but I get it. Like, I see where he's coming from. There are times when you're like, you know what? I want to charge a dollar for a question. Right. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. Most of the answers are, you know, on the website, but... I'm, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to answer them. I'm not going to, you know, be mean or not answer right. you. I'm, I'm going to answer them. <laughs> well, it's kind of the job too. I mean, it's, it's one of those, it's one of yeah. those things that yeah. I think the really good race directors, you know, you, this is part of the gig, right? People are, are sending mm -hmm. you money to, they're sure. putting their experience in your hands, right? They're trusting you mm -hmm. to, to have a well-marked course they're trusting you to have, you know, well-stocked aid stations and to not run out of things. Um, and there's some nerves involved with what we do. Think about, you know, some people can just roll up and they don't care. They don't look at the maps. They don't, they just go, you know, it's, I don't care. I'm running aid station, aid station, whatever. But there are a lot of people that, that get inside their own head. And especially as you taper, you think about the taper yep. crazies and how you're sitting there and you're just going, I haven't ran much for the last two weeks because I'm trying to get my body ready. And your mind, which is usually occupied with the huffing and puffing of the miles, starts getting occupied with the, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And it's almost your job to just calm them down slightly. Oh, yeah. I think the great race directors do a really good job at that. It's calming people down. But, oh, nope, no worries. This is the rules right here. And yes. you know, being firm yeah. with the rules, but also being kind. Yes, yeah. I've had to learn that too. You know, I'm a, I'm a people pleaser, but you know, you have to, you have to draw a line. So it is just having that tact when answering them. And, and I think of all of the runners as my runners, you know, I'm responsible for them. I want them safe. I want them prepared. Like I want them to be able to take care of themselves out there. So, you know, if they have a silly question, it's fine. It, it, it's probably not silly to them. It may seem silly to me, but it's not silly to them. Um, it's important to them and their experience is important to me. So email me all the questions. It's fine. It's okay. She's not going to charge you a dollar. Just not, not, not this year anyway. Right. Not get that yeah. dollar charge. <laughs> putting this thing together, and I don't think many people realize that, you know, putting a race together like this is not a one weekend thing. There's a lot of little work involved far. You know, the closer you get, the more work you have to do, but it almost requires nearly year-round work to be an RD, doesn't it? It does, yes. Yeah, I started working with the camp, I think it was December of last year for this year's August race. So, I mean, that's nine months of working back and forth, forth with them with pricing and meals and all of the things. And, you know, you have to reserve 
all kinds of stuff and order all kinds of things throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also train a lot out there too. So I'm driving 45 minutes one way, you know, just to train and see the, the train and how the trail's looking and what kind of work I'm going to need to do leading up to the race. And it, it's a lot. It really is. It is. And again, I don't think people realize it and they just think, ah, oh, they show up, they put a couple of pink flags up at some, at some corner, at some points, and then they put some tents up for aid stations. But it is a whole lot of work. Was there something that mm-hmm. when you took over Shawnee Hills, that you as a runner, because you're coming in with fresh eyes, right? Like there are some race directors that have been doing it for so long, they have a certain way of doing things and the sport changes and, and people's needs change. Is there something that you saw as a runner that when you became a race director, you're like, okay, I need this is a I need to do this a different way because I find as a runner, this is different than what RDs are expecting. There wasn't a whole lot of changes that I made. <clears throat> I did add a half marathon to the whole weekend, um, just to kind of market it more towards everyone, not just ultra runners. Mm-hmm. You know, if your family wants to come out and run a half marathon while you're doing, you know, 50k or up to a hundred miles, whatever. Um, so I did add that. There was one kind of major change that I made. There was an eight mile section in there with no aid stations. Um, and it was probably, I don't know, you go through there about two or two to four in the afternoon. So yeah. super hot. So I did add an aid station there. So I, I mean, besides adding an aid station and a half marathon, it was pretty established race really. Yeah. Um, I'd say the one thing that I was really lacking as a race director for my first year was the course marking. I just assumed, you know, like it was marked well enough for me. And a lot of people said it was marked very well, but a lot of people also said that it it could have been better. Um, So I did send out like a post race. I was really hesitant to do this, a post race, um, basically survey thing. Like tell me what sucked and tell me what was great. And I was super scared to read, you know, the responses of asking 150 people, you know, what did I do wrong, basically. Right. Um, and that was the biggest thing. It wasn't bad marking. It was just, you know, I don't know. Some people thought it could have been better and it probably could have, but most of the people said it was great. So that's one change that I'm making this year. I mean, if you get lost out there this year, that is. It's on you. <laughs> that's your, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on you. Like I have got so many things. I've ordered personalized flags, like everything. Um, and I've also added, I'm working with adventure enablers. Mm-hmm. They're out in the Northeast, I think, mm-hmm. um, with tracking for the hundred K and hundred milers. So they'll actually have like a little tracker that they'll carry with them. So we'll have live tracking as well as, as good as we can. There's some spots through there that no matter what you do, there's no tracking at all. Um, so I did add that as well. That'll be new this year. Um, and I think that's pretty much like the big changes that I've made really. So I'm excited to see how the tracking goes this year. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> it is. It's, it's neat now that that this is becoming the real the reality of our sport, right? And as mm-hmm. as cell service gets into more and more places, and the technology is increasing, family members are now going to be able to see exactly where their runners are. You'll be able to pull it up on your phone. I mean, imagine there will be a time when, if you're crewing or pacing, you won't have to go ask somebody at a tent where the runner is. You can pull right. open your phone and see them moving on the course, which will save you the trouble of going into town and buying a suitcase full of paps full of ribbon and going to town. Like you won't have to yes. worry. Like that, yes. that, that mistake will never be made they're again. Still moving. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think there's they're 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 still in the race. After yeah. <laughs> after that year's worth of planning, Stephanie, and this, you know, trying these new things and getting things coordinated and getting this permit and that permit and design, you know, t-shirt designs and buckle designs and award designs and adding this and adding the aid station, race day comes along. Your first race, your first day, your first race as a race director. What was it like for you in the moments before starting your first race as a race director? those moments actually felt really good. Like, you know, it, I was excited. It was great. You know, I thought the day was going to be all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, as one race started, they all start an hour apart from each other. Mm-hmm. So one race started and I'm like, all right, you know, let's move on to the 50 K and that started. And then the half marathon started and I'm like, all right, 
like now what? And then that's just when all, you know, heck broke loose, basically. <laughs> it wasn't bad, just, you know, all the things like this aid station needs this, they're running low on this and this person dropped and this person needs picked up and just like constant, my head is swirling. <laughs> but, but it was good. There was, I tried not to leave the start finish line. You know, I tried that to keep that as my base, mm -hmm. just, you know, central location. But there was one time that I'm like, you guys, I've got to go run some ice or whatever to this aid station. I just had to get out of there for yeah. a minute. And my Laura, my assistant Artie, she stayed back at the start finish. And I got to the aid station and they're like, are you okay? <laughs> I just sat down and cried. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> And they gave me a burger and a Coke and they're like, here, like you need to eat something. You need to drink something. Just calm down. Like it's fine. Like it doesn't feel fine right now. Was <laughs> like, it just not at all. Just the overwhelmingness just, of all the things going on. Yeah. Like nobody was hurt. Nobody was lost. Like everything was okay. Um, it was just like, I don't know. I was so stressed. I wanted everybody to have the best experience that they could. Um, and the thought of somebody, you know, like, missing a turn or something was just so overwhelming to me and somebody getting hot because there wasn't enough ice, which we had plenty of ice. It was fine. Just these little like what ifs in my head basically was what it was just like, Oh my gosh, this is just so much like, hold on. <laughs> right. I just need to sit down and cry for a minute. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> but I'm sure too, that's the early, early into the race. You're seeing that stuff, and this is stuff you've never experienced before. I mean, you just you've run races. You didn't know what it would feel like when your name is on it, right? When you're when you're yes. the one, and the buck stops with you. You're the RD. I'm sure as the day progresses, and as the 50k finishes, and as the half marathon finishes, you get to see some yeah. joy at the finish line. Mm -hmm. But then the night sets in, and you've got 100k yeah. and 100 mile runners out there. That has to be an experience as well is, was it is it almost kind of yeah. like when you have these multiple races going on when you're when 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 some of them start to finish and things are going well is there is there a piece or are you still kind of yeah. on high alert because you've got so many runners out there doing longer distances yeah once the 50 most of the 50k finished i started to feel quite a bit better um, cause the hundred K and the hundred mile, they're doing loops. So they did it once, you know, they've, they've been out there, they know what they're doing. Um, so I did, I did calm down quite a bit overnight and that was kind of when I was like, okay, you know, I think <laughs> maybe that wasn't so bad. Like yeah. I can do this again. Um, there was one guy overnight and I have ham radio guys at all of or guys and gals at all of my aid stations. So they're keeping track of who's where and who's coming in and out. And that there was a guy that had dropped at one of the aid stations, but he didn't tell the ham radio people. So they're like, they radioed in to me and they're like, Hey, you know, so-and-so hasn't, it's been seven hours, you know, he should be here by now. So it's probably like four thirty-five in the morning and nobody can find him. I'm like, great. You know, I'm going to have to get my running shoes on and like go search for this guy. Yeah. You know, he's laying out on the trail somewhere. So I call, I have everybody's emergency contacts on there. I try and call him first to go straight to voicemail. Like, okay, well, great. Um, so I call his emergency contacts. One of them was his wife and she didn't answer, but she called back and she's probably like, what is this crazy lady calling me right. at 4.30 in the morning? Um, and she's like, no, he, I talked to him a couple hours ago and he was back at the hotel. He's fine. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> like stuff like that is just, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that only that happened one time, but I try and stress to them, you know, if you're dropping, please tell somebody, tell the aid station, like, right. it's fine if you want to drop, just tell somebody. So I'm not up at 4.30 calling your wife looking for you. Right. Do you want your <laughs> wife to get a call from a random woman at four o'clock in the right. morning? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Tell me Let's you've not dropped. Do that, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, the, people will celebrate all distances as they should, right? Some people will... A half marathon is a goal that they set for themselves as this big goal that maybe they thought they could never do. And so they cross that finish line in a half marathon. It's a huge achievement. It should be celebrated. Um, same thing with Absolutely. the 50K. Some people are like, you know, 50K, mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine doing this. And when they accomplish that feat, there's that celebration. And it should be celebrated. 100 miles is a little different. 
and I think it goes the same thing goes for the hundred k or even you know the longer distances than that that the feelings of that accomplishment the feelings at that finish line are not better than the the other feelings are just different right yeah. it's you've yeah. been through yeah. a lot more for a race director mm-hmm. how does the finish line vary for you in seeing the celebration of you know the 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 the, the, the lower distances which again we're going to celebrate those because they deserve to be celebrated and then later yeah. on in the night and into the next day right for the people that have run triple digits yeah yeah i think i cried with every hundred mile finisher (laughs) there was um one girl it she came in it was like probably 45 minutes before the cutoff and i knew she looked strong all day so i knew well all night too and i knew she was gonna finish like you know i had no doubt but just the fact i mean 33 hours she was out there well 32 and a half she was out there and it's just incredible. Like I know what they've been through. I've, I've paced people in a hundred miles. I know they've been through the valleys and the mountains and all of the things. Um, they've had highs, they've had lows and they beat those demons and, and kept going. They didn't quit. And it's just incredible. Like the things that they've been through. I think that I cried with all of them. I mean, they're just, they're just beat. (laughs) They just come in and they're just like, Oh my gosh, I'm done. You know, just those emotions are, you can't really describe it. You can't. You can't replicate it. You can't describe it. And I think, too, you're a little tired at that point. So you're emotional because yeah. you've been up yeah. for a very long time. And you've been at a heightened sense of, <clears throat> I got to yeah. be aware of everything going on. And you really don't have a much time to relax. But I would think, yeah, being a, being a mm-hmm. part of that, like you get to celebrate yes. with them. And you have to take, I wonder if, do do those stories stick with you? Is there, you know, you talk about a woman that was out there looking strong all day. You knew she was going to finish. Do you find yourself having been a part of that journey for them that you think about them in your own running? Like when you're feeling like garbage, you pull up those memories of somebody from the finish line? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All the time. All the time. Um, I'm honored to be able to see them do something like that. It's, it really is like truly an honor for me to be able to do that and help them and, you know, running has really helped me in a lot of ways in life too. So I know, I know what it's doing for them or what it has done for them to be able to run a hundred miles and finish. Um, so I'm just, it really humbles me to be able to see them do that. And to know that I was a small part, not a big one, but I was a small part, you know, of their journey to, to do something incredible like that. It's, it's awesome. As we are recording this podcast, we're about 26 days out from from Shawnee Hills, August 26th and 27th. Um, you, you know, it, it, it's coming. How are you feeling year two? You're a month out as of the recording of this. You're a month out. This is year two. How are you feeling compared to a month out year one? Um, I think I... <laughs> I'm excited, which I was really excited this time last year, too. But I feel a little more calm about it. You know, I know how many days I need to spend out there doing trail work and doing all of the course marking, which I'm doing all on my own this year. Actually, I left the course marking, you know, to people I trust last year, not all of it, but about half of it. Yeah. And it's just something that I need to see and and do. So I plan on doing all of the course marking myself this year. Um, I took an extra day off work. I'm going to stay at camp for you know the whole week um i know what needs to be done so i'm excited and i feel a little more calm i'm still you know anxious and stressed but um that calm feeling is there you know i know i'm confident i can do it um so that that helps quite a bit i'm excited yeah i think it's gonna be great you'll you'll learn new things and every year will be a new experience and have you had the desire Mm -hmm. to maybe start another race or you like i'm i'm already in one race that's enough i got kids in baseball practice i got enough going on in my life (laughs) yeah no i don't think so i think this will be it for me really um i do help laura who helps me Mm -hmm. she has a race in october um so i help her with that and it's a there's a 6 12 and 24 hour so that's, you know, another it's it's on a looped course, so it doesn't take nearly as much logistics as this one, um, but it is still a full weekend. Um, and then I also help um, my friend Jason is the 
assistant RD for Tunnel Hill okay. also. So I'm, I help all weekend with that too. So that's, you know, three weekends in August, October and November that I'm gone. And there's so many races out there right now. I really, you know, I don't want to tax my volunteers any more than I yeah. already do. You know, I'm asking them to be out there for in the middle of nowhere. Right. <laughs> no cell service right. for an entire weekend. Like I couldn't ask. I couldn't find any better volunteers than them. And I couldn't ask them to do any more than they already do. Um, so, yeah, I think I think this is it. I think I'll stay stay where I'm at right now. How has being a race director changed you as a runner? It's put me out of my comfort zone quite a bit. Like I know that I can do it. You know, I know that I can do hard things and, you know, just kind of stop doubting myself basically. Like there's no, if you would have told me four years ago when I first got into ultra running, like you're going to race direct a hundred mile race, I would have said, absolutely not. Like no way. Um, but now like I'm doing it, you know, I can do it. I'm confident in it. Um, so I know running, like, stop doubting yourself you can do it like you just have to it's more mental than anything and race directing is too it's more mental if you have if you have the confidence i think you can do anything really so i mean it's helped me as a runner it's helped me as a mom as an employee like all of the things it's so funny because i was when i was researching you you talk about being able to do hard things you live on a farm yes which yes the grand, I'm the grandson of a dairy farmer, and I want to qualify that by mm-hmm. saying I was the city grandson of the dairy farmer, meaning that when I went up to stay with grandma and grandpa and they would have milk in the stainless steel container in the fridge, I would go like, I don't like this milk, grandma. Can we go to the store and get some milk from the store? <laughs> and I remember the moment of, of grandma and grandpa just shaking their heads going, my God, it's one generation removed. Our city grandkids are here telling us that our milk from the cow is not good enough. They want <laughs> store-bought milk. Um, yeah. but I, I know from just, you know, the, the experience that I had on the farm, picking stones. Oh, my God, I hate – I still remember picking stones. The worst job ever. <laughs> Baling hay. Baling straw is easy, right? Because straw is like – straw weighs straw nothing. Light. You're just chucking yeah. straw everywhere, right? But you're bailing yeah. here, you're like, oh, God, ah, yep. you know? Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <but laughs> that is hard work. I don't, I'm trying to think if I can think of any job that's harder than being a farmer. Soldier in a, in a, in a different way. Sure. Um, but as far as the physical labor and the demands of living on a farm, that's, yeah. that to me is. It never stops. No, it doesn't. You can't take vacations <laughs> very often either because guess nope. what? The cows are like, hey, you guys, you know what? You guys go. Right. I'm just going to sit it's here in the pasture, <laughs> eat some grass. And everything will be fine to get back. I promise we won't make a mess. Like you get no time yeah. off. And so it's interesting for you to say as someone who's a farmer, it helps me believe I can do hard things. Shouldn't being a farmer make <laughs> you believe you do hard things? Yeah. Yeah. That's in a different sense though. <laughs> I would think those, you know, but I would think Stephanie that, that, just the, the the training you get from being a farmer yeah. and the things you do day in and day out on the farm make you a better runner, a stronger runner, a better race director. Yeah, yeah, they probably do. But it's just second nature to me. Right. You know, I don't feel it. I don't feel confident in those, you know, I feel more confident here on the farm than I would, you know, race directing because this is what I know. Like, this is my thing. Um, yeah. It's a lot, but <laughs> yeah. Did you always were you always on a farm, or did you marry into the farm, if you will? No, yeah. So my husband and I, he kind of grew up, you know, with his family around farming. Um, so whenever we moved here, we ended up. It started with he bought me a cow for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Mooey Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and she was pregnant, so <laughs> that's how we. Did he know so that he when he bought the cow? Was he like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's a surprise. Yeah. So that's kind of how we started. And she had a baby and then we just kept having babies. And so we've got um, cows and pigs right now. And my son also does 4-H. So that's a whole week in July, you know, leading yeah. up to race race day. Also, a whole week in July, I'm gone for 4-H. Yeah. So 
you know, he starts that in November of trying to raise his animals. So, I mean, we've got a lot going on and I work full time too. So, you know, we've, we've got a lot, but I would never give up running or race drifting. You know, you probably could have said no, like no one would have been like, Stephanie, you know what? You don't have to race direct this race. You've got enough going on. You're, you know, you work full time, you run a farm, you got a kid in baseball, which every parent knows what kid in baseball means. It means you got no weekends to yourself. You don't have to race direct if you don't want to. We will find someone else. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I could have, but that's not that's not me. I'm super involved with my community. Mm-hmm. You know, I volunteer at all the things and it's just that's what I do. Like, I feel like I need to serve people. That's that's my thing. But I'm a behind the scenes person. You know, I and all of the organizations that I volunteer with, you know, vice president is kind of like my thing. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be the face of it. I want to do the, the background work <laughs> and then you take the credit for it, basically. Like, that's that's my thing. So this whole race directing thing has been a, a whole new challenge for me, you know, being the face, if you will, of it. Um, but I enjoy, I enjoy it. One thing I wanted to ask you before we go is I was thinking, I mentioned this earlier, who would have thought that a, the tiny little region of Illinois would have not one, but two 100 mile races where there's, there's like a state, there's, there's some states that don't have two and there's Illinois has two right in that little section right there. What is the central Illinois running community like? Our, it's, it's amazing actually. Um, we have our river to river runners running club. It has, I think we're at like 400 ish members right now, um, from three different States. Um, and we have group runs on, we do track Tuesdays. We do, um, tempo Thursdays. We do a group run on Wednesdays. And, you know, usually there's like six to eight people that show up to these, but, um, they're all in different regions. So it's different people that show up to different ones. So, it's incredible, actually. Whenever I first got into this running thing, <laughs> they welcomed me with open arms, and it was—it's just incredible. You know, I've met some of my very best friends through this group. Um, I'm on the board for this group, um, and we do a lot of races. We put on the River to River Relay, mm-hmm. so that's a big one every year in April. Um, I run that, and I'm also. <laughs> I help with that one too. Um, <laughs> of course, you I'm do. business. Of course, right, right. I handle the business side of it. I don't. I don't do any like logistics stuff. Um, but I still get to run that, one, so that's great. That was one of my stipulations for it. I'm like, I'll help, but I still want to run it. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's incredible, actually. You, I never would have thought, you know, here it, we're in the middle of nowhere, basically. No, and that's the thing. Like, like. <laughs> You think yeah. about cities, right? Like I live in a, mm-hmm. a pretty decent sized city. We got like 180,000 people here. And so, yeah, we have running groups and, you know, you're going to meet people that run. It just makes sense. You've got these little tiny communities because when people mm-hmm. think Illinois and they've never been to Illinois, they think Chicago and yep. Chicago is a very small part of Illinois. I mean, it's a very big part of Illinois and a lot of things, but right. I mean, it's it's the, the rest of the state. I mean, you go down to central and southern Illinois, and it is a lot of rural, small communities, towns that are 5,000, 6,000, 10,000 people. And so, I mean, look at Vaina, which is, I mean, God, what's that? Maybe 9,000 people total in that yeah, community, if that. If that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you the running community coming together, even though it's just these little pockets, little pockets of runners yeah. here and there, it's really cool that... Like who who is able to bring all that together? It's hard enough to get people in the same city to run together, right. but to get people from little towns all over central Illinois together is that's that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And we do, you know, we have a club picnic every year and we have a banquet um, with speakers from all over that we bring in. Um, we do races throughout the year, you know, basically just five five K and ten K races. Um, our big one is the relay. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're able to give scholarships back to high school people and donate, you know, to different organizations all around, you know, we try and invest back into the community. And I think that's why they welcome us and allow us to do the things that we do. Um, like the relay, we go from one side of Illinois to another. 
Um, so we're going through all of these towns and it's just, they welcome us every single year and it, it's pretty incredible. And I think too that, you know, you, we, we, we all, as much as we'd love to as trail runners get all of our training in on trails, it's not possible for, I mean, it's not possible right. for me. You spend a lot of time on country back roads, getting those miles yeah. in. And I don't know about you, Stephanie, but I absolutely, cause I live in a, I live outside the city limits in the rural part of the, of the county. Um, I love the fact that I can step out my door and I can run a hundred miles on country back roads and never see yeah. the same thing twice. Like there's, I, there's a real peace and a joy about running on country back roads and you get a whole lot of that mm-hmm. where you're at. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all I get. <laughs> it really is. Like if I could show you out my window right now, it is cornfields and I mean, just gorgeous, gorgeous land. And, and I could, I could run a hundred miles all around here and not see the same thing and still get, still get hills and, and all the things it's not trail running, but, um, it is, it's, it's different. I love it. I know. I, some it people is. are like, yeah. I, I hate running on the road. And I think people, you get into a city and there's a lot of the commotion and what have you, but there is a, a beautiful serenity, a beautiful calmness in running on country roads where there's many times where I, I will see less cars than the miles I'm running. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I don't even see a quarter. Like if I'm yeah. running out there doing a 20 miler, I'll see three cars. That's it. Yep. Yep. Me too. And I know them too. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. You know, that's the thing. Like they're my neighbors. <laughs> right. They'll wave at me, say, Hey, you need anything? You good? Nope. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked new yeah. ad nauseum stephanie about how busy you are what what is a goal for you running wise your personal running like what do you want to do that's a great question <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea i don't really have a goal right now which is the first time in a in a while that i haven't had anything that i'm currently training for um i just kind of want to enjoy it for a little bit you know i've always had something on the calendar the last thing that I trained for, I guess, was Western States. Mm-hmm. Um, I am signed up for Georgia Jewel, just the 18 miler though. Yeah. Um, Je- Jenny is one of my, well, she's somebody that I really leaned on whenever I took over the race as far as race director. Um, she's a good friend and, you know, her and Franklin are the best people in the world. So I would like, I did the 35 miler there and the 50 miler there and I don't, <laughs> I'm good with the 18 miles. <laughs> it's an amazing race. Um, super awesome, but I don't, I don't really have anything else. I think just enjoy it. Yeah. You know, not train for anything, just go out and I can run, you know, six miles on trails and be okay with that and just enjoy it. I don't have to go fast or, or worry about anything. You know, I think we sometimes forget that everything ebbs and flows, right? We get times in our life where the opportunity opens up for us to do big miles and big things, right? And then life gets in the way. And sometimes you've got to back those big miles down to just get it in when you can. And I think a lot of times too, there's this feeling that once you run an ultra, that's all you can do moving forward. Like I can't, oh, oh, I can't do this. Right. Can't do it. I got to, I got to keep going. And you realize that things have to flow, right? You like, sometimes mm-hmm. you, you step back, you, you dial back the miles but just know that there's going to be a time where you'll step them back up again. And, and, and I don't, it's, it's funny that we all have that feeling of like, I don't have a goal. Why don't I, why don't I have a hundred miler on the calendar? Why are you know, and just sometimes it's just nice mm-hmm. to be able to just take a step back and slow down a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And just enjoy it. I mean, I think whenever I jumped into ultra running, I jumped in like, head first and was just like oh my gosh you know obsessed with it and i still love it but that doesn't have to be all that i do you know i can go and do a, well i don't really want to do a 5k but i could do like a half marathon right. and be okay um that was probably my favorite distance the half marathon before i got into ultra running yeah so one day soon ish i would like to do another half marathon and just kind of see where i'm at but Right now, I just want to enjoy it and just kind of get back to to the joy and the original reason that I started running is just because I love it. Isn't it so crazy that you know I've I've run 100 milers, I've done you know half half marathons, I've done you know 50ks and 50 milers, 
and it's that damn 5k <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> it's like, oh. i agree you get so nervous oh at that God. 5k you're like i gotta go out hard oh, like i do not want to go out hard it's like it's like you just redline like the whole like, oh, oh, 610 <laughs> what yeah <it's> like, <laughs> yeah no <laughs> I'm with it hurts you. worse than a 50k uh, it does oh and you hate it and your wife's like oh I signed us up for a 5k it's gonna be fun no it's not gonna be fun it's gonna no. be miserable <laughs> yeah no you ran 100 miles oh, wow. why is a 5k because a 5k is a problem because you're you're Correct. redlining the whole time <laughs> yes <laughs> yep <laughs> Stephanie thank you so much for coming on the Adventure Jogger this has been a fun chat yeah, yeah, thank you. I had fun. <laughs>